Welcome to Blooming Out on Community Radio, WFHB. Blooming Out is a forum by and for the LGBTQ plus community. Each week we explore the issues, events pertaining to the LGBT community in Indiana, the U.S., and internationally. We speak with guests about human rights, coming out, the legality of being gay, and much more. Blooming Out is a multiple award-winning program here on Community Radio, WFHB. Thanks for listening to Blooming Out. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Blooming Out. I'm Frankie Preslav. I'm Melanie Davis. And I'm Justin Robertson. Well, welcome, everybody. How are we doing? That would be either you or you. (laughs) (laughs) Are you alive? I'm not sure. Life is super busy. I thought you were talking to Melanie, and I don't know why. (laughs) Well, I usually do start out. Because you never talk to me. That's right. I'm fine, Frankie. (laughs) That's right. And we have Judy here, too, today from... uh, Spencer Pride, who's going to be part of our conversation as well. But we'll have a big topic at the uh, bottom of the hour. We'll talk more about what she's here for. But as we always uh, offer our guests to, to chime in whenever they feel like it. So, Melanie, how's your week going? It's uh, just like last week. Just super, like super <laughs> busy. Right. Yeah. I don't even know whether I'm coming or going. Going in. Yeah. So I think I'm here. You so are here now. Yes. You are, you are here. Great. Yeah. Schedule. I'm on schedule. That's the great. traffic. The traffic is insane. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Yes. Like we yeah. are. I don't know why we have such bad traffic. I live. I live a mile away. Yeah. And it takes like ten minutes to get here. It's crazy. Yeah. So I know the students. We got another what forty-eight thousand people in town over summer, and it takes some time to kind of get used to planning. But even the summer, it was ridiculous mm-hmm. getting around. Right. I mean, everything was blocked off, and I don't know. It was just a pain in the tushy. We can say tushy on the radio, can't we? I think I would imagine so. <laughs> it's not one of George Carlin's words. <laughs> <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> I don't know, Frankie. How about you, Justin? Um, I Well, like Melanie, I've had a very busy week, yes. But it's been a good productive one, I'm happy to say. So. Hey. A productive. Yeah, yeah, it's that, been good. That's good. And, yeah. I've, and what about you? Let's see. Um, things have been pretty busy as usual i can't think of anything like too insane other than i can't weed the the uh. i you know it's either too hot or rain so i don't know i'm about ready to just surrender <laughs> Justin, you have a beautiful <laughs> garden. Are you? Are, I do did. you look out there? I no. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a beautiful garden until the summer. And, <laughs> until uh, the summer. I let it go. <laughs> and you just, but you have like you have helpful people living at your place. Do I? Are they not like part <laughs> gardener too? <laughs> no, actually, they 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 are. Yes. Yeah, but not the summer. <laughs> just not the summer. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's yeah. Me, me and you could have a a weed picking party maybe. Mm. I, I agree. I'm not, yeah. I'm not showing up. I, I say just call it Prairie Reclamation Project and then just leave it. I agree. Yeah. See, that's what I've done. Yeah. It's it's a, what do you call it, a nature habitat? Yes. Yeah, that's a, that's a nature. That's yeah. your bedroom, not your bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> but that said, we can party anytime, Frankie. Um, I'm all for it. Let's go. <laughs> How about you, Judy? Anything exciting going on this week? 
Um, Spencer Pride, Spencer Pride, and more Spencer Pride. <laughs> yeah, of course. But I do have a gardening <laughs> tip for you. Okay, let's hear Put it. carpet down uh-huh. in your gardens. Right. And weeds won't come. And, and they'll just stay away. <laughs> and <laughs> you can just vacuum, right? Right. Yeah. And the carpet, put the carpet down. Uh, upside down? Yeah, upside down. Okay. I'm gesturing, and right. only Frankie knows what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> uh, put the carpet down upside down and and around your plants, and seriously... No weeds. No weeds. That's what I have to do. Really? Yeah, and the carpet will last like 10 years. Wow. I haven't weeded for, I don't know, how long. That's wow, that's oh. a good tip. Uh, kudos to Jacob Ballish for that tip. <laughs> wow. wow. That is pretty cool. We could have a gardening show today. I want a shag front yeah. yard. That would be awesome. Right? That would yes. be awesome. Uh, let me clarify. The carpet goes down, mulch goes on top. <laughs> <laughs> you don't leave it open. That, uh, if you live well, out in Arizona, Arizona yeah. then they all have fake carpet out that way. <laughs> so you could have your shag out that way. Hey, Justin, yes. what's going on in the news world? Okay. Well, we have several stories hot off the press from LGBTQ Nation. First, California passes landmark le- legislation to help transgender foster youth. California's legislature just passed a bill making health care more accessible to transgender foster youth. Assembly Bill 2119 would clarify existing law to say that young people in the state foster care system have a right to gender-affirming health care and gender-affirming mental health care. It gives the California Department of Social Services two years to develop best practices and guidance. The bill passed the state Senate last week, and several amendments were approved by the Assembly. So the bill now goes to the governor to be signed into law. AB 2119 was introduced by Assembly member Todd Gloria, who is gay. In a statement, he said, The passage of AB 2119 today is a momentous sign of hope for transgender foster youth living in the system, growing up feeling neglected, forgotten, and out of place. AB 2119 will empower transgender youth foster uh, transgender foster youth to live authentically and simply be themselves. Governor Brown now has the power to make that a reality. LGBTQ advocates welcome the bill. Rick Zieber, Executive Director of Equality California, said the bill gives LGBTQ foster youth room to focus on other important aspects of their lives, including succeeding in school, building healthy relationships, and fully engaging in positive youth development programs. And the ACLU of Northern California said in a statement, transgender and gender nonconforming youth are significantly overrepresented in California's foster care system. Unfortunately, Some personnel, caregivers, and providers harbor biases and misinformation that jeopardize the health of these young people. AB 2119 will make clear that to meet this obligation for transgender and gender nonconforming youth, child welfare agencies must ensure access to clinicians who provide gender-affirming treatment consistent with established standards of care. Well, that's a breath of fresh air mm-hmm. for yes, a change. Yeah. That's so much negativity all over the news about transgender children and adults. And, you know, to actually have a state as large as California, you know, actually saying, hey, we, you're accounted. You're here. We're right. Gonna. So, I mean, it's kudos to them for making that happen. 
I completely um, agree. It seems like lots of good things like that start in California and then yeah, move eastward. They, yeah, they jump, and they <laughs> jump <laughs> over us, head yeah. over to New York, and then back. And then, then, yeah, they yeah, do jump over Ten us years, they'll, they'll, mm-hmm. they'll fall, fall. Well, I hope it's ten years. It's usually like 50 years um, yeah. by the time it gets we'll to see. the Midwest. But, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of – I mean, people are, are obviously um, educating themselves, and the media is educating them, and uh, there's a lot of talk about it. And I think before mm-hmm. – you know, people just didn't think that transgender existed in, in, in right. the way it does. Or it and, was a phase, or right, the kids right. don't know. Yeah. Right, right. And that in particular, the kids don't yet know. And so, you know, they just push it off until adulthood. And uh, Exactly. Yeah. And when, when people say, like, how does a kid that young know? Well, when you see a boy and a girl holding hands and they're five, you think it's cute. You right. don't say... How well, do how do know? you know right. that you like boys? <laughs> or how do you know you point. like girls? Right. Who asks about that? Right, right. Nobody. Well, people assume. And, you know, right. and that's just left at that. But, I mean, just, you know. Well, they assume and they accept. Right. Well, of course that right. boy likes a girl and that girl right. likes a boy. Right. Of course. Well, it's, it's amazing because, you know, when you just talk about the subject and, you know, even with really educated folks, you know, medical doctors and friends that I have, um, it's just like I, I just, you know, just after kind of breaking it down and kind of understanding of, you know, how it works, it's not that complicated in that no. sense. But people still can't get their heads wrapped around it. There's not a lot of exposure. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. even with doctors and yeah. exactly. healthcare professionals, right. uh, mm-hmm. they still get, you know, a couple of days in medical training and all of their years of medical training on trans uh, issues. And it's kind of, you know, just skimmed over and move on. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but once you talk to them, they're really hungry for information. So that's nice. Right. So, Melanie, what's going on in the Supreme Court? Well, the Supreme Court rejects a religious freedom case from foster agency that won't serve gay couples. The United States Supreme Court has rejected a request from a Catholic charity to allow them to continue to discriminate against gay and lesbian couples. The Philadelphia Adoption Agency has said it will close down before abiding by the law. In July, a federal judge rejected a claim from a Christian adoption and fostering service asserting that their constitutional rights were violated by being forced to follow an anti-discrimination law. The agency appealed for a decision to the Supreme Court asking for an injunction that would allow them to continue to discriminate. The city of Philadelphia's vindictive conduct will lead to displaced children, empty homes, and the closure of a hundred-year-old religious ministry, the group's petition to the court reads. Emergency relief is necessary to prevent this harm. Catholic Social Services, CSS, and Bethany Christian Services, two adoption and fostering agencies in Philadelphia, were caught earlier this year refusing to place children with same-sex parents. The city suspended their contracts until they agreed to comply with the city's non-discrimination ordinance. Bethany agreed to comply, but CSS followed a lo- filed a lawsuit saying that it should get a religious exemption to the city's anti-discrimination law. CSS admitted to discriminating against same-sex couples It said that it does not certify same-sex couples as foster parents, even if they are qualified under state law. It also refused home studies for same-sex couples considering adoption. Only three justices thought the court should hear the case, conservative judges Clarence Thomas, Samuel Alito, and Neil Gorsuch. The charity has a history of closing down before agreeing to follow non-discrimination laws, leaving children languishing in group homes. The group has stopped operating in several cities rather than to comply with this law. So here we are again, 
you know, and it's like, I don't know. I think the the Catholic Church needs to take a deep breath and kind of move away from the children's business for right now mm-hmm. when it comes to this. I'm just, I'm sorry, it's probably not a popular opinion with some people, but, you know, it's like get your house taken care of, then you can have a opinion about what's happening with children to keep them safe. And, and I find this offensive that they even bring this up or can even talk about it with all that's going on within that community right now. Exactly. And, yeah. you know, I just it just infuriates me that those are the guys that are bringing this up. Right. And I'm mm-hmm. like, you know, I'm sorry. Yeah. You know, um, and, and if it offends people, it should. You know, this is a discussion yeah. that we need to have about this of like, you know, we're, we're looking at the best, you know, interest of the children. Right. You know, mm-hmm. it's not about you. It's about these kids that, you know, a half million of them are sitting in foster care looking for homes. And then you have these people that are, I don't know, it's just infuriating for this. But, uh, uh, you know, I was when I saw this, um, it was, you know, it was nice to hear that the I, I'm just wondering how it just slipped through the, the Supreme Court at this point. I, I'm, I'm sure it was kind of thought out of why, you know, I don't know. I didn't do a lot of background you know, checking on kind of what, what, it, why, you know, they didn't necessarily hear it at this point, but it, it I mean, it'll come up. Well, it seems like uh, kind of one of those in volleyball when you set the, the ball for somebody else to spike it, right? Um, mm-hmm. Putting it off until the new Supreme Court uh, right. uh, landscape uh, is set. Yeah. So, right, uh, when there might be. More justices, right? Who might want to make and a lot decisions. more. And by that time, there's you know, it's scary. There's just going to be a lot more children that are going to need good homes. Well, exactly. That's there's the thing is, nobody's thinking about the children. Not one person, as they say they are, right. but they're right. cloaked mm-hmm. in that. And you know, it's it's not it's not about the children. If it was about the children, this conversation would not be happening. Right. And they're discriminating against same-sex couples. What about the gay children? Right. right. Did they? say they won't place gay children either right uh, what are they doing about well they're not those they're sending them to therapy is children. what they're doing right, right. <laughs> and like I you mean, said frankie of all organizations that want to talk about what's best for children seriously <laughs> right that's right just right now yeah. um you know it's just you know needs to take a take a break and kind of move on from there so um justin what's going on in uh uh, the couples right now. There's a lesbian couple that um, was trying to adopt. That's right. Um, a lesbian couple was denied adoption one day before they brought their daughter home. Um, Ashley and Lanisha Davis were ready to become parents, and the Missi- Mississippi Department of Child Protection Services sent them a letter confirming their new daughter had been placed in their care. The biological mother had signed over her parental rights to the couple, and adoption proceedings were started immediately. Family and friends bought toys and clothes for the newborn. The couple visited their soon-to-be daughter and took photos together. And then a representative from CPS called to tell them that they would not be able to take the baby home. Forest County Youth Court Judge Mike McPhail was denying them the opportunity. According to Ashley, A caseworker said in a raised voice, you are not going to get that baby, quote, unquote. The excuse the judge used was that he wanted the baby to stay in Forest County. CPS has a rule requiring foster children to be placed within 50 miles of the county the child is from. 
The couple live within 50 miles of Forest County. Lanisha, however, is an active duty military member, and the couple will be moving to New Mexico in May for her assignment. The CPS rule would not apply after the baby was officially adopted. Ashley told the Clarion Ledger, quote, We already told them we would stay behind until the adoption is finalized. We would do anything we need to do. We would move into an apartment in Forest County if that's the case. Unquote. She says the two weren't allowed to argue their case before CPS administrators. Instead, the office stopped returning phone calls and wouldn't meet with them in the local office. Everyone was ignoring us, Ashley said. We were waiting for over an hour, sitting on the Forest County CPS office, sitting in the Forest County CPS office, with someone who didn't know what was going on. The social worker said she didn't understand why and said this has never happened before. Mississippi's ban on same-sex adoptions was struck down by the federal judge in 2016, saying the ban was unconstitutional because, quote, it obviously targets married gay couples and limits their rights, unquote. In a separate case, the state Supreme Court ruled that Mississippi has to allow a lesbian couple to divorce. Former Justice Jess Dickinson wrote, the dissent arguing that the U.S. Supreme Court's decision in favor of marriage equality had no basis in the Constitution or United States Supreme Court precedent. Unfortunately, Dickinson is now the newly confirmed CPS commissioner in charge of the agency that denied the couple their child. So, sad story. And, yes. Yeah, and this couple, um, they're, they said they're not going to fight anymore they're just gonna cut they oh, just no. don't have the energy right. and seriously yeah so they're gonna let this oh no that's terrible put their energy into to something you know to another oh. i don't know what they're gonna put their cry that's what they're gonna put their energy into crying mm-hmm. it's it's frustrating and you know um you know the 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 state the, the the interesting thing is i was reading um i think mississippi it was mississippi they had one of the highest adoption gay adoption placements in the nation believe it or not really so it's really about the judges so you imagine that most of this is happening probably Mm -hmm. the adoptions are happening in bigger cities in mississippi um and that you know but but it's controlled by the judges it was like when when we were going through adoption um you know 30 years ago we had one judge judge telefera here in town that would do gay adoptions or same-sex gay adoptions and everybody from around the state of Indiana, that's where you came, because that was the, really the only mm. judge. There might have been one other judge out there. Um, so in Indiana, there wasn't a ban against right. gay adoption, but it all, you know, they just kind of left it up to the judges. Mm. And, you know, 99.9% of the judges mm. wouldn't do it. And, uh, you know, sadly, this is what's happened to, to the, this couple. And it costs a lot of money to fight this, and, you know. And yeah. there's there's some other things going on in CPS over there that's you know causing some some issues and stuff. But uh, you know, it's I don't know. It's I hate hearing stories like this, and you know, these people have you know it's just sad. Right. Um, but I know there's a lot of successful adoptions out there. But this is one thing that why the LGBTQ community has to stay on top of things, and they have to you know not you know take a cigarette break so to speak right. and think that it's going to be okay you know or my mm-hmm. city i don't have to worry about it mm-hmm. um because you know you just look over your shoulder yeah. and it's right there well first of all i mean this is um illegal 
right? I mean, if... Uh, well, it's up to the m- judge's discretion, and he's basically said that he didn't, doesn't feel that these people are fit parents, and he's the judge, so he gets to say that. So it's not necessarily illegal. It's his opinion of it. Well, it, it sounded like he said because they were, weren't in the county. or Yeah, I mean, he was coming up. I'm, I'm, I mean, he was coming up with things right, because, right. The, you know... It, it, because he's a, says, a bigot. Right. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's a bigot. Because Mississippi <laughs> is not allowed to deny adoption to same-sex couples right. according to a law. Right. So he was looking for other excuses, right. and that would, and Indiana was the same way. So you 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 would basically find other reasons mm-hmm. for for that. And the family said they would move back into the county, and they yeah. would do what they. One served in the military, was active military. Yeah. Um, and I think the other one was a stay at home mom, or that's what. But her so they're was. trying to find any loopholes that they can to right. circumvent of course. the right. law. And that's I, oh. it's it's frustrating, but uh, it's good to know I'm so about. So angry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, it is. It is. Well, Welcome, you know, Welcome to the world. Yeah. Well, you also yeah. think how many more stories are there out there that nobody ever hears about? Right. That's right. Because they don't even have the wherewithal to let other people media know. outlets know, right. and uh-huh. so they don't have the the fortitude or whatever to fight it. Right. Not everybody does. Right. And right. so, how much of this goes on? Nobody even knows about. Right? A lot. And that's what discrimination. I mean, is allowed to exist because. Right. You know, it it's not that people necessarily don't want to fight. It's that they can't or that this right. is so pervasive mm-hmm. in the and background uh, noise that it just yeah. mm-hmm. it keeps going on and on and on. And mm-hmm. um, and unfortunately, people feel entitled to continue on. Right. But I want, you know, people need to know that there are a lot of mm-hmm. gay adoptions that are successful out there, that there are a lot of judges out there that support, you know, gay adoption, support the children. That goes yeah. back to our last article, you know, it's in the best interest of the child and, um, you know, of having loving, a loving family, period. Right. Um, right. And, and not looking where some people feel that, you know, living in, you know, a foster system is, is a better option than, you know, gay parents. I mean, it's, I don't know, it's just, no. it, it does numb you. So we need to put this discussion on hold as we take a short music break. Um, we'll be right back. Maybe, uh, Lucas, <laughs> we'll be right back. I'm talking to my engineer right now for a short music break.
WFHB in Blooming Out presents Coming Out Stories, sharing experiences and stories of self-discovery by community members. Hi, my name is Ben, and uh, this is my coming out story. Um, it's kind of simple. Uh, it started out with me walking up to my mom, and I was so scared. Like, I thought she was going to freak out because of the area we live in. And I just said it. I was like, hey, mom, um, I'm asexual. And she was just like, oh, that's cool. And she didn't really care at the time. And it took a while for her to actually reason that, like, asexuality is a sexuality and not just, like, a phase of, like, not liking anyone. And a lot of people confused it with being gay, and I experienced a lot of harassment. But I eventually got over it, and now I'm really happy to be able to express myself in the area that I live in. You've been listening to Coming Out Stories on Blooming Out and WFHB. You can share your coming out story by contacting Blooming Out at wfhb.org or give us a call at 812-323-1200. Welcome back to Blooming Out. We are here with uh, Melanie, who is going to uh, begin us on a roundtable discussion. Um, thank you, Melanie. Thanks. For bringing this topic to our attention. Well, continuing on with the, um, the theme about children, uh, we have a couple of stories recently about uh, bullying and its effects uh-huh. on children and families. Um, the first one is uh, about a transgender girl in Oklahoma, a uh, Chile, Oklahoma, who was uh, found herself the victim of online harassment by parents. Um, her by the par- parents. By the parents of, of kids at her school. They had a, a Facebook group for the parents at the school, and she had... Uh, used the female bathroom like she mm-hmm. had been doing. Uh, some of the parents found out, and a, f- a few parents uh, came on to that site and said absolutely horrendous things, advocating for her um, uh, assault upon her, and uh, and telling each other mm-hmm. that their kids should assault her at school. And she had been facing uh, some torment from kids at school then as well after it came out that she was uh, trans. They had moved from Texas to get away from that mm-hmm. and she was making a new start and this uh, has caused them to have to move again back to Texas, to Houston this time. And um, and now she's you know on nationwide news so wherever she goes she's going to be out and right. uh, and that's horrific but the fact that parents were that's just yeah unbelievable i mean i'd like to say it's unbelievable i guess it is believable unfortunately you know that they're adults they shouldn't be behaving like that they need to set a different example was the school involved with this the school became involved and uh, they actually shut down school for two days uh, did they to to kind of let things cool down and figure out what they were going to do and how they were going to protect Mm -hmm. right 
her it just kind of reminds you of Ryan White for those that you know right. when you know, he comparison. was diagnosed with oh, I guess he had AIDS at this point right. yeah. I mean it was a new thing people didn't understand right. it you know they thought you could get it from a, a mosquito or coughing or just all kinds of ridiculous things and I, this the, their house was burnt down yeah and um they that's when um who was it what celebrity gosh um, michael jackson not michael jackson well he was um, <laughs> oh my gosh jackson. i'm gonna i'm gonna fell every elton gay john. elton john there we elton go john. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna fell every gay those old-timey um, celebrities <laughs> yeah. yeah but anyways yes it's a, kind of the exact same thing um where you know they were chased out of town right um mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. a nation you know gotten back and celebrities you know started speaking out um you know so hopefully how old was this girl she is uh i want to say she's 12 yeah she's 12 only 12 yeah Yeah. horrifying so junior high that's yeah those are rough years for anybody true no matter what but you especially don't need you know and then, you know, and then there's people, I'm sure the parents are saying that, you know, she, as we were talking, she doesn't know who she is and why is her parents, right. you know, forcing her to be something that she's probably not. And, you know, just bias and bigotry um, and people refusing in these situations of sitting down and having kind of a round table conversation right. of like, okay, maybe I need to understand what's going on. And, you know, I hate to say it, but a lot of time religions, religion gets in the way of this where people aren't able to hear past, you know, their minister or, you know, their whatever, their, their teachings and, and, and forget about the human on the other side of that. Exactly. And, and I think that they feel that they do understand it because they feel they've gotten this, this education mm-hmm. elsewhere, whether it's in church or whether it's just within the community. Um, and therefore, they don't need to learn any farther. Uh, you know about the subject and they really do that we had this problem yeah. in spencer um mm-hmm. uh, what two weeks ago and uh with parents who were upset about education that was going on there oh uh, i missed this one uh, yeah and uh middleway house put on an educational program oh. and it included was it about transgender it was trend? about it was about respectful relationships okay and part of that was there are people who are uh, non-binary and trans and uh, gay and bi and you know that is just who they are uh and a few parents latched onto that mm-hmm. and it exploded really? so yeah. not, I'm, I'm not defending spencer but i think that was actually an it i'm sorry because that's important yeah uh well um, sadly enough, it's because I don't think Spencer even allows Middleway to come in okay. and really? talk because really? they just don't want to hear it. Wow. So, yeah. You're but right. That's it was still, I'm sorry. Still, okay. still. Well, that's even close to closer home. to us. Yeah. yeah. Which uh-huh. is, I mean, we have families, you know, right. who come from Ellettsville and their children attend school right. here. Uh-huh. And it was, uh, um, that I was part of the discussion mm-hmm. and it was, uh, was it a good discussion? I mean, no. Okay. Um, they, they were the parents who were really against it didn't want to discuss anything, mm-hmm. and they were very you know firm in their convictions, and they kept it there, and and um, and they went from hateful at first mm-hmm. to just well, this is how I feel, and you can't change my mind. Literally, that's what they mm-hmm. said. So they kind of backed down off of their anger and. Um, uh, violent rhetoric and went back to a place of well this is just what I believe so this is where we're going to be at 
So, so where is it left now? That uh, it, the discussion was taken offline. Uh, I've actually uh, saved it for you know posterity, but uh, I wanted to make sure that it was available to, to so reference. So this was an on- online. This was a Facebook mm-hmm. discussion, mm-hmm. and it spread throughout uh, many of the. Um, it was a sixth grade discussion, I think, mm-hmm. and um, they were just very, yeah. very upset. But well, they they weren't. They didn't want to hear anything Yeah, else. and it's so difficult well, and, when people the, are – go ahead. I'm sorry, Judy. Well, I was just going to say the things they were saying, what I saw was not what Middleway said. It couldn't have been what right. Middleway said right. because some of the Facebook comments were, they told my kids, right. you could just pick whatever right. you want to be and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> No, that's not what they said. Yeah, and that's, you know, when people are on social media, they become all of a sudden these giant grizzlies mm-hmm. where they'll say mean things and misquote and just whatever. It's, it's you know, that's these discussions, I mean, they get started, but it's not, I, I've never won a Facebook argument other than <laughs> deleting something. I mean, because right. people just won't communicate. They just right. have their opinion and that's where it is. So. Well, and I, I offered it, anybody who wanted to ask about right. trans non-binary right. uh, issues, mm-hmm. about the right. people, just talk to somebody who is, meet with yes. somebody. yes come to me and right. I gave my contact information and there they're not going to there was a parent oh, there who was, was already awesome. well no okay, who was sorry. already uh, uh accepting <laughs> okay and uh she wrote and said you know this is okay that that's great I hope so, somebody takes advantage of this but right. uh so far nobody has wow so yeah this could go on we could do a whole show on on this segment actually well, I, I need to yeah. I didn't know about that you should afford me uh, some information we could have actually uh but that's a, a good information. That might good. be reserved yeah. for a different time. There we time. go. Oh, yeah. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Yeah. We'll, we'll come up with the next. Yeah. Um, so it's time for a community update and a music break. So stay tuned. We'll be right back with more of Blooming Out. I make mention of you You're the thought wrapped in my head You're the ink that leaves this pen As I write all about you As you are Mother I may be Oh maybe not But it all
taking a look over here at the community calendar before we throw it back to blooming out. Um, let's see, September 10th on Monday, we have the Lotus Festival, the art behind the music up close with the Lotus stage backdrops exhibit. Um, that is going to be at the Ivy Tech John Waldron Art Center, which is also where WFHB is located. Um, so this is a... Um, a close-up encounter with the backdrops for the stage um, and that is on September 10th and it's an all-day thing and also we have on September 10th at 5 p.m. the LGBTQ Senior Social at Cheddar's Restaurant at 126 South Franklin Road. Alright, we're gonna throw it back over to Blooming Out. Welcome back. You have been listening to another tune, uh, another time lover by Kadia Bonet. We have Judy up in the studio tonight. Judy will be talking with us about educational programming and their fundraising campaign for Spencer Pride. Hi, welcome. Hi. Thanks so much for having me back on. I love being <laughs> yeah. here. Thanks com- for coming, Judy. It's I always great having when you. Up. When I say how much time do I have? <laughs> <laughs> All your time. All my time. Our show is your show. Okay, so I wanted to talk. Um, th- um, Melanie was actually doing a really good uh, intro to what I'm uh, talking about this evening because with our new expanded space, we have implemented more programming that we had wanted to do for a long time. And it's educational programming. And um, some is geared to our volunteers to be able to be more uh, receptive and responsive to people that come in looking for help. But the next couple of things that we're doing are going to be for the general public. And um, the the most immediate one coming up is October 13th at 2 o'clock. Mark your calendars. Intersex 101. Many people have heard the term but have no idea what it really means, or they think they know what it means, but they don't really know what it means. And I um, actually had the privilege of hearing the presenter that's going to do this at the Interpride World Conference last year in Indy. And this person speaks from their own experience, and it was absolutely fascinating. I learned things I never knew. And I asked if they would be willing to come here and do that for us, and they are. They are from St. Louis, and so um, they're going to come and do this. So we're real excited about that. And to the end of educating the community, the example we just had of what happened in Ellettsville would happen in Spencer if Middleway could get in there to talk. Uh, But what we really want are to get community leaders and influencers in Owen County to these events. It's one thing for us to explain and try to educate, but it's another if we get others on our side. I've said often that a straight person speaking up for us carries a whole lot more weight with their own community than we do because they're not speaking in their own self-interest. They're speaking for what's right. So I'm stealing a phrase here from Kit Malone with the ACLU who's helping me with some of this that we're trying to take people who are now our supporters and 
turn them into champions mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so that they are not just supporting us, but they're actually going out and speaking on our behalf and championing, being, trying to be champions for us. So we're starting with the um, Intersex um, 101, and then in November, we're actually going to have a trans panel. Um, and again, invite, the date for that hasn't been set yet. Um, Kit Malone is working with me on that one. The, the other tricky part about these kinds of things is you can't just have anyone speaking. <laughs> so you need people that are, um, that represent well in public, that don't get mad, that can speak mm. and hear things they don't want to hear and answer questions. And so um, Kit is a professional <clears throat> mm -hmm. at that. So she's helping with that one. And, um, and the Intersex 101, I imagine trying to bring in as much of the community as we are that someone is going to be assigned to be the moderator so we we don't want things to go south uh, by any stretch but if we only have 15 people show up if they're the right 15 people right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's what we need mm -hmm. because then they'll go out and talk to their friends and that's what we're trying to do in our community that's awesome I mean, yeah that's really mm -hmm. amazing will, will you, that you happen that. at the center Oh, yes. Okay. Everything we do is happening at the okay, center. Happening. We've got this big building. <laughs> <laughs> We're using this big building. Yes. Right, right. Yes. So, so awesome. definitely yeah. everything we do is at the center. So has there um, within, <clears throat> you know, Spencer, within your community is, is intersex, is this a new topic or a topic that's been, you know, there's as far as, you know, communities were – you know, introducing people to different voc new vocabularies, I right. guess. Um, I, as far and as far as I know, it's never been brought up by anybody in our community. Right. Um, the GLBT community mm -hmm. is all you know, what the buzz is, and intersex hasn't even been brought into the picture. Mm -hmm. But again, we're all about bringing in new ideas and new things that you didn't think about. And um, I don't want to spend a lot of time on this, but we have had a bathroom issue mm -hmm. mm. Uh, with the courthouse when we have our festival. Last year was the first year we non-gendered the bathrooms. <clears throat> and we got grief at the next commissioner's meeting, but we still got, got it. So this year, <laughs> we went in with a six-foot sign uh, non-gendering the bathrooms. Uh -huh. <clears throat> So we got a lot of grief again really? during the festival from uh, the one commissioner that gave us trouble before, um, one of the workers at the courthouse, actually called the sheriff. They're going to arrest people. Wow. The sheriff called me. Potty. The sheriff calls me. Okay. <laughs> this is not really a sheriff thing. Uh, can you take care of this? <laughs> Sometimes it's nice living in a small town. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. So, yes. So we got through the festival, but um, the person who was on the commissioners who was our champion won't be there. He lost his primary. Oh. So this is part of – we were already planning to do these educational efforts, but actually making more of an effort to bring in community leaders and influencers right. is so that when we go next spring 
to or winter after January, whatever, to get the courthouse lawn and the restrooms. Right. We're not backing down on that. We want to have influencers on our side. Right. We don't want to have this big bathroom brouhaha at a commissioner's meeting. We don't want to have to have the ACLU come in and say, you've got not a leg to stand on. You have to let them do it. We don't want to do right. that. Right. That's not the way we've made progress in the rural community. Mm-hmm. It We've made progress by influencing the influencers. And I think that was one of the explanations at the end of what Spencer Pride was, was going in there and having the unisex bathrooms. And it's just, it was like, wow, you're in this, you know, small town at at their courthouse where gay pride is happening. And you go inside the courthouse and that giant sign is right there. And it was just cool. And, of course, the people there, I mean, people didn't blink or whatever. I'm, th- I'm sure everybody kind of had the same thought. It's like, wow, okay. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it speaks a lot. I mean, it's a bathroom, but it's like, you know, uh, you know how much weight that carries as far as it's just be nice, be kind, and who cares? Right. You know? It's exactly. like, you know, I don't know. Well, we need to take a, another music break, but we'll be back with more with Judy. <laughs> back to Blooming Out. Uh, we are here with our guest, Judy Epp from Spencer Pride. And uh, Judy, you had mentioned that uh, you have a big fundraising event coming up. Well, so. actually, it's a fundraising campaign. Campaign, okay. Um, it's not a one-time Forget thing. In order for us to do the programming, offer the programming that we just spoke about, and um, maintain um, the huge building 
that we have, which still needs a lot of work. Uh, we've What's come the up, name of this building for people that are just tuning it in? It is the Spencer Pride Community Center. In the center, we operate Unity, which is the retail space where we sell handmade items from local artists. Uh, we have a gathering place which, with free Wi-Fi and a um, drink station where people can come in, hang out. We have a puzzle table and a chess table. And then we have a meeting room uh, where we have our events and offer that space to affirming local nonprofits for free. And we have a second story we haven't even started on yet. So all of that takes a lot of money to maintain. And um, we came up with a campaign, a fundraising campaign called 50 from 50. And what that means is if we get 50 people to don't make a recurring donation of $50 a month, we will have enough money to pay our monthly operating expenses. So that includes things like the mortgage, of course, and the utility bills and the homeowner's insurance, I call it, which is like $3,000 a year. So we got to start saving up. Mm -hmm. Um, So all of those things, if we had 50 people donating $50 recurring, then we're good. We Mm -hmm. keep the doors open and the lights on. We can be a place for our youth group, Iris, which has grown from three kids to start with to 12. Um, wow. So we, we have to keep this place going. So then we can use grant monies and sponsorship monies for things like the programs, bringing the person mm-hmm. from St. Louis and um, helping the kids and finishing the building, mm-hmm. um, putting doors in places where we have curtains now and, and niceties like that. So, um, <clears throat> oh, I forgot, uh, we've already done one of these um, programs. We did Substance Abuse 101 back in, um, I don't even know what month this is, September, uh, June, maybe June or July. Um, so Intersex 101 will be the second of, that, of those uh, programs. So um, we've got that going on. Mm-hmm. And anybody who wants to be one of those special 50 mm-hmm. You can go to our website, spencerpride.org, hit the donate button. What you will see, it defaults to $50, and then you check recurring donation, and then it will prompt you for the rest of the information that you need to give. And we are, I made a note of this. I think I, think I now need 35 of the 50. Okay, and wow. how long does it re- reoccur? Is it just until you stop and, it. Until you stop it. Okay. I just wanted to be clear That's about that. That's the beauty of the recurring donation. Okay. <laughs> right. We're counting on you in perpetuity. Yeah. <laughs> Don't drop off on me. Well, you could kind of play on the adoption thing and like adopt a center. And there you go. Yeah. You could do like something where you're, uh, you know, around there the country. You get some you. fancy New Yorkers mm-hmm. involved and yeah. people like, you know, a little center out there. You could do, I had this whole thing in my head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when are you going to run for commissioner? I oh my god, there is a woman running on the Democratic. <laughs> she ticket just for that voids position. that. <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot of women running, but Judy, when are you running for commissioner? <laughs> I love the look on your face, Judy. Uh, yeah, I've been asked that question before, but um, one of these Mayor days Sheriff. I'm going to get Spencer Pride uh, on the footing where I'm. Uh, already, we actually do have. I'm digressing here. A grant writer who's come on and has been uh-huh. helping us tremendously, and we're getting in such a good position that 
I won't have to work as much. Um, but I am 69, so oh. I'm not going to want to, you know, work that well, hard. You have the no. fountain of youth over there, <laughs> yeah, Spencer. You do. Wow, <laughs> I had no clue. <laughs> we better move to Spencer, Frank. <laughs> I know. I start washing our faces really quick. <laughs> That's good. All right, flattery is not going to get me to run for commission. <laughs> no. How about sheriff? I could see. Could you see Judy with the Absolutely. I, I thought of that you. when you were talking about the sheriff earlier. Well, that was off the air. <laughs> but anyway, we had that discussion. I'm like, he would make a great sheriff. Yeah. No, there's a really there's a good guy running for sheriff. Yeah. Okay, well, we're, we're not going yeah. to throw right. shade anywhere. All right. So <laughs> yeah. that's great. So yeah. a lot of awesome things are happening so, over Yes, and we actually, we got a, a grant. Uh, speaking okay. of grants, go. we got a grant from the uh, UU Church, the Unitarian Church oh, wow. in Bloomington. Great. They give every year 25% of their plate collection that is not um, committed to pledges to a nonprofit for the first time ever. They've given that outside of Monroe County to us. Wow. wow. Congratulations, awesome. and that's, that's wonderful. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that's for a year. So um, any, like, other events coming up? Did you just – I missed one of your picnics that you guys had. Uh, uh, it was basically – it was just kind of talking about uh, – I guess it was, it was the end of the year, of just kind of, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, actually, in October, we've got our uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Okay, there we go. Oh. Yes. Coming up. That's the second Wednesday in October at the Tivoli. Okay. Uh, that's our LGBTQ plus History Month event, right. <clears throat> our October History Month event. So we'll be showing Rocky Horror. It's free. That's a that much fun. So do, do people do the costumes and the whole oh, thing? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But it's a historic theater, so you can't bring your own props. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. But we sell prop bags <laughs> for $5. <laughs> okay. Okay. Of, course. <laughs> of course you do, of course. Judy. Yeah. Of course you do. <laughs> historic theater approved props <laughs> in your little bag for $5. I'm, I'm sorry, what date and time was that again? It's the second Wednesday of October, second. and I, oh, wait. No, Sorry. I don't. Well, people can check the website, too. Yes, I'll get that on your calendar. Second Wednesday in October, 7 p.m. Because that sounds like a lot of fun. In Spencer, yeah. Awesome. Well, we're out of time. But uh, before we go, I want to thank Judy for coming in and and blessing us with all your wonderful information. (laughs) Yes. We love an additional thank you to all of our listeners and volunteers who make this possible. I'm Melanie Davis. Blooming Out is produced by Frankie Preslaff. Our executive producer is WFHB News Director Wes Martin. Lucas Fisher is our engineer. Blooming Out's community liaison is Alex Ashkin. Our trusted intern is Jasper Tony. For Blooming Out and WFHB, I'm Justin Robertson. And I'm Frankie Preslaff. And remember, if everything was straight, roller coasters would be one long, boring ride. Good night from your Blooming Out family. You've been listening to Blooming Out on WFHB. Blooming Out is a product of WFHB's News and Public Affairs Department. Tune in every Thursday evening at 6 p.m. for Indiana's only LGBTQ plus news and public affairs program. You can hear this and other programs online at WFHB.org. Comments and suggestions for future topics or guests can be sent to bloomingout at WFHB.org. That is blooming O-U-T at WFHB.org. And thank you for listening.